0: And by the Barbecue Institute. Take your barbecue to the next level with the Barbecue Institute class. Pitmaster Conrad Teddy Bear Haskins uses his years of catering and restaurant experience combined with food science and smoking secrets to help you understand how to improve your barbecue. Visit BBQinstitute.com and register for classes today. And by Green Mountain Grills. Discover something you'll really, really love grilling with pellets. Green Mountain Pellet Grills are the top of the line, best of the best, but not the highest in price. And be sure to check out all of their flavor rubs, sauces, and pellets for the Green Mountain Grill all on their website. Visit GreenMountainGrills.com to peruse the entire product's portfolio. And buy Barbecuer's Delight Wood Pellets, two-thirds oak, one-third flavor wood, giving you that perfect combination of BTU burn and sweet succulent smoke you're looking to get all over your meat. A wide variety of flavors, so please go to the website to check it out and get yours today. Barbecuer's Delight, which is bbqrsdelight.com. Hi, this is
1: Scott Carina from Fairfax, Vermont, also known as Scotty BBQ, and you're listening to the
2: Barbecue Central Show.
0: do this welcome to the really big barbecue central show i am your program host greg rempe and this is a show that talks about all things important the world of barbecue and grilling broadcasting live and direct from the rock and roll hall of fame city of cleveland ohio rapidly becoming known as the barbecue capital of the north coast thanks for joining me here on your tuesday Always uh, happy and honored that you have decided to join me. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, you can do it, 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. There's a few ways to get in to touch with me if you want to do it. Otherwise, just lay out, enjoy the uh, the uh, the value of the show as it precipitates during the course of our time together. Again, 877-448-0433. Greg at the Uh First question right out of the box was, what's different? And it was... Mm, rooftop, I believe. Big banner. That's right. You can't see now, which is way over here, the hokey bungee cord contraption that you saw last week. Couldn't, couldn't stand it. The golf shirt isn't new. It's actually... Ten months old, almost. Believe it or not. So, um, but you know, work and then right to softball practice. So, and then right from softball practice, literally right here. So, you know, gotta gotta get stuff done. Got the uh, the softball thing going on with the girls. So, make sure that we're doing uh, everything that we possibly can. So, uh, yeah, big banner. Obviously, it's a four by eight, so four feet high, eight feet wide. So it's pretty substantial. But hides everything in the background now, so it's just me. It looks like I'm actually in my own little world now, my own little barbecue central world. Yeah, great news for me, great news for you. You don't get see little uh, kids running around or potentially making fun of me or anything like that. Thank you, on the golf shirt and on the band. All right, here's what's coming up on the show tonight. In case you missed the newsletter, and again, if you haven't subscribed to it, I highly suggest you do it. You go over to the website thebbqcentralshow.com. And you just sign up right at the top right. It says sign up for your newsletter, put in your email address, and bam, you sign up every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You get the heads up on what's happening on the show. If you missed it, coming up in about 12 minutes from now, maybe 11 minutes from now, uh, he's become a regular on the show. He's got his own uh, three thrice-weekly live uh, cooking-slash-talk show on the Internet. Sam Zion from the Sam Livecast is going to be joining me, 35 past the hour. Heath Hall from Pork Barrel Barbecue will be making his triumphant return back in the jungle. Paul, cheapskate. Buy, Paul, buy your own, brother. What do you think, I'm just going to throw it out? Come on, step up, support the show. Actually, it doesn't support the show at all monetarily. Visibly, yes, so great idea. Uh Heath Hall will be joining me. So uh, look for him, 35 past the hour. Big win for him at the Pleasantville, New Jersey, Sam's Club local qualifier. So we'll talk to him about that. Also, in the second hour, the future of barbecue. You hear about it a little bit on the uh, production side of things when it comes to the show, but there's a new thing going. You ever wonder where the future of or where the potential future is of competition barbecuers. Who's breeding them? Where are they coming from? Is there a minor leagues of competition barbecue? Yeah, there is. It's called the Kids' Q. It's fostering kids at a young age. The enjoyment and the passion of live fire cooking. And I have some top contenders out there that could be potentially making the trip. Young. Young now. 12 years old. They're going to be coming on the show. We're going to be talking about the future of barbecue, believe it or not. At 35 past 10 o'clock, a monthly contributor to the show, somebody who everybody appreciates, adores, and respects because he helps us save money or spend our money wisely, Scott Roberts from scottrobertsweb.com doing the sauce and rub reviews. So there you have it, 877-448-0433. Greg at com. All right. Survey question number one. That's the only one they had time to do tonight. I apologize. What's on the Labor Day menu? You tell me. Labor Day coming up Monday. Everybody's pretty much going to have that off. So what are you concocting? Is it standard fare? you venturing outside of the barbecue and grilling box a little bit to fancifully fascinate your friends and neighbors? All of that stuff. It is what are you making? That's Survey Tuesday. Quick and easy. Let me remind you of something quickly here. There's an app called the TuneIn Radio app, and basically it's like satellite radio in your pocket. So if you have a smartphone, you go into whatever your particular application center is, and you search for TuneIn, T-U-N-E-I-N, TuneIn Radio. You download the app. It's free across all platforms. And then a search BBQ Central, and then it should bring up this radio station. It should appear, boom, you can listen to the show live every Tuesday from wherever you are. As long as you have cell phone service, you can stream the show live. Plus, off hours, you get replays of shows dating all the way back for at least a year. So, uh, again, free on any platform, iOS, Android, RIM. You get the app for 0, and 0 cents. You can listen to the show uh, all day long, twice on Sunday. <laughs> Don't forget the Green Mountain Grills is appearing right now. At the Nugget Rib Cookoff in Reno, Nevada, they're doing it right now. Remember, uh, almost a quarter of a million people show up there each and every year, and they're uh, showing out the Green Mountain Grills. Still working on the uh, around the pit segment. I have three committed right now, so I'm looking for at least one. So again, if you're interested, if you can commit to a couple minutes of a uh, of a report each and every week on something that has to do with the world of barbecue and grilling, and you can do it with anything. Let me know. Drop me a line, email me, call me, whatever, Greg at theBBQCentralshow.com. If we can do one more person, then we'll at least give it a try. See if it's got legs. And that would take place at the 935 segment each and every week. Depending on guests, might bump to top of the hour, 10 o'clock. All right, hey, look, completely sidetracking here. And I don't know if this is out of line on my part or not, but look, uh, there's a friend of the chat room, Diane Me. Loyal listener slash watcher of the show. And last week, she lost her husband. And it seemed pretty unexpected. He passed away. Pretty unexpected. Very sudden, at least from what I was reading. Uh, I don't know if that's the case or not. (sighs) Jeez, oh, man. I mean, we have a lot of fun on the show. And we talk about a lot of unimportant things that we think are important on the show. And really, this kind of keeps things in true perspective. What's important? Gang, do me the favor. If you have the chance, stop by Diane's Facebook or if you have her email or whatever. Uh, I don't know if she's it's probably not going to be in here tonight, of course. Uh, let her know you're thinking about her. Pass along the thoughts, the prayers. You know, I'm not overly religious guy or whatever. Um, whatever you can do to kind of help at least know that you're thinking about her. Um, one of the diehard fans here the tunes in live each and every week. And, you know, that kind of leads me to the second part, which is, man, you know, when was the last time you told your wife, you told your husband, your kids, maybe you really like your next door neighbor or whatever? When was the last time, you know, you told them you love them? Because what's the one thing that we know for sure? You know. Our time is limited. We're all gonna die. No doubt about it. No can't be sad about it because it's just gonna happen. It can be sad, you know, when you're gone. But I mean we know it's comes. You can't you can't be scared of the dying part. You can't get out of it. We don't know how it's gonna happen. Numbers called, boom, out of here. As the old saying goes. Diane, thoughts and prayers to you, honey. I mean, I can't imagine. Won't even begin to imagine. What it would be like for me to lose my life, uh, lose my wife, or God forbid, a kid. I mean, words just can't do it justice. So, if you can reach out to her next time you see her in the chat room, you know, give her a little private message through here. It doesn't have to be in front of everybody. Um, but I can't imagine what she's going through, and uh, I know I can pretty much speak for all of us here when we say, you know, D, hang in there feels real bad right now time will help but you know the loss is substantial and we're thinking about you here in the show so there you go uh, very sad news in case you didn't hear in regards uh, to a, a really good fan and a really good watcher contributor to the show especially in the chat really appreciate what she uh, what she brings to the show all right uh, Sam the cooking guy coming up right after this uh, let me tell you quickly about Tasty Lakes Barbecue You know, we talk about it all the time. Maybe you're looking for something to complement your grill or your smoker. You're looking for that special tool. You just don't have it anywhere. So now you're forced to go on the Internet, especially if you don't have a specialty barbecue and grilling store around your area. You're kind of in a bad way, right? Of course you are. So here's what you're going to have to do. Go on the Internet. You want to deal with somebody that's reputable, somebody that's been in the business, and that's why you want to look at Fred Bernardo and the gang over at Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply, probably widely considered to have the most complete barbecue and grilling items inventory on the face of the earth. Uh, all the items that you see on Fred's website are in stock; they are ready to ship to you directly. Now, there's probably other places on the internet that you can go ahead and buy stuff from, but are you sure it's going to get there on time? Uh, is it in stock? A, a, a veritable cornucopia of things that could go wrong when you're not dealing with people that you know specifically. And that's why I urge you to visit com. You know, you want to work a special deal with Fred. He's a businessman. I'm not saying that he's going to do anything specifically. But look, uh, he could absolutely uh, decide that he wants to do uh, some things that might make it even a little bit sweeter for you to do business with uh, Lakes Barbecue. So, in case you don't know what they carry, it's a... A veritable cornucopia, as I just said, grill smokers, ceramic cookers, electric cookers, various charcoal types, wood chunks, chips, cookbooks, accessories. If they don't have it, you might possibly not need it at all. And on top of that, Fred carries many other sponsors of this show in his store as well. So you're almost doing like a two for one, shopping at a sponsor. You're buying sponsors' products. It's the best of both worlds, really, when you think about it. And don't forget that TastyLicks has her own line of sauces and rubs as well that has been doing very well, uh, both in consumer business and on the competition circuit. Fred has done very well this year in competitions. So head on over to TastyLicksBBQ.com and let the confidence exude from you as you make your online purchase. Then enjoy your items upon delivery. And don't forget that Fred and the gang are there to help you out after the sale as well tastylicksbbq.com that's tastylicksbbq.com. Uh we will be coming back with Sam the Cooking Guy right after this stick around we'll be right back Back 14 past 877 Greg at the BBQ Coming up in about eh, 21 22 minutes from now, Heath Hall Pork Barrel Barbecue talking about their big win at the Pleasantville, New Jersey Sam's Club local qualifier. We're out to Sam the Cooking Guy, he is on the clock. I don't know if you guys are keeping track of, you know, the local qualifying events, but of course these are just starting now to finish up. So next is the regional rounds. So basically, what happens is, you know, there's a number of uh, local qualifying events that take that they started back in. Oh man, was it like March or April? Some of it was like really. I think it was. Man, I think it was March, like when Doctor Barbecue and Kevin Bevington like in Oviedo. Was it Oviedo, Orlando? O- Orlando. And that was like one of the first ones to take place. And that regional is going to be coming up here shortly. But it's been taking all the local qualifiers have been going all along during the course of the year. So here's what happens. The uh, Sam's Club comes to a... The Sam's Club tour, the barbecue tour, comes to a, a Sam's Club in your area. Maybe your area. You can check it all out on the KCBS website. And they have the ability to take in 30 teams. So there was quite a bit of to-do and hullabaloo and all of this other stuff when the registrations were actually taking place earlier in the year. It was kind of a cluster. There was a lot of people that ended up getting pissed off about the whole deal. Uh, Robert McGee from Munchin' Hogs at the Hilton was actually one of those people, said it was just a nightmare. He wasn't even going to do it. And then two weeks before the Canton, Ohio event actually took place, that didn't fill up. And surprisingly, maybe not surprisingly, there were, there have been a number of Sam's Club events that didn't capacity out to those 30 team limits. So if you were watching, is this one full? Is this one not? I mean, odds are going to tell you because what's happening is the top six teams in local qualifiers move on to their regional rounds, which is great. So all you really need to, I mean, everybody goes in to win, right? I mean, you don't do competition. Some of you do. That's why I would never want to do it because I would just want to go in and win. And if I didn't, I'd be pissed. But you want to go in and win, obviously. But you want to get within that top six so then you can move on to the regional rounds. So these regional qualifying events have been taking place all uh, all over the course of the year so far. I think, again, starting in, it was either late February or March. And the top six teams will move on to the regional rounds. So there are a few regional rounds that have taken place already. The first regional round took place May 12th in Albuquerque, New Mexico. The top ten teams now moving on to Bentonville, Arkansas, into the finals. Uh, Who's Smokin' Now? Grills Gone Wild Iowa. The Smokin' Hills. Route 66 Catering Crew. Sin City Smokers. Uh... Did I okay, sorry. Page break. Scared the crap out of myself there. Uh, Sin City Smokers R Barbecue, Trailhound Smokers Barbecue, Smoke and Triggers, ever heard of those guys? Two Little Max barbecue and Piggy D's barbecue. Those ten teams have already made it, cashed uh, punched their ticket into the round of fifty finalists that will take place in Bentonville. And then there was also a second regional round that took place two weeks ago. That was the regional round in Rockford, Illinois. That was a stacked event, by the way. Wouldn't have wanted to have been in there, that's for sure. Lucky's Q won that event. Lucky's Q out of Des Moines, Iowa. You would remember that we had the pitmaster of Lucky Q's on this show. We talked about all of it. It was wonderful. And then True Bud Barbecue, who, by the way, uh, I haven't really looked at what the current standings of uh, KCBS are. I should probably do that. Is this the homepage? Wow, look at that. I even got a shit. Uh, three Eyes Barbecue. I'm going to get back to the uh, regional thing, but uh, up-to-date top uh, f- top 10 standings in KCBS. Three Eyes Barbecue still tops the charts. Tippy Canoe, number two. Pigskin Barbecue, three. Little Pig Town, four. Swiggin' Pig is five. Big T's, Q Crew, six. True Bud, seventh. Q Wow, eighth. J.P. Custom Spoke 9 Parrot Head Smokers is 10. So that rounds out your top 10 KCBS currently. So you would recall, I'm getting way off base here, but my hair is at stake in case you didn't remember. But Chad, Chad Lee Von Ward of uh, Whiskey Bend Barbecue In the Pit Radio over on Blog Talk, uh, he was on 7 to 9 previous to this show tonight. Uh, and a great show, by the way. If you haven't never checked it out, do yourself a favor and check it out. Um, we have a bet that True Bud Barbecue will finish ahead in the standings of KCBS overall uh, over barbecue. And if I lose that bet, I shave my head. And if Chad loses that bet, he shaves the. Did you guys watch him on Pitmasters? He's got some real big, like long soul stash or chin stash or whatever he's got going. I think in any event, I lose out more or I have more at risk just in sheer mass. I mean, I would call it sheer mass. But say, but it's a little more substantial than, you know, chin. So, Chad, you know, maybe you want to step that up a little bit. Maybe you want to shave... Your, you might even have a shaved head, right, Chad? I don't know. Do you have a shaved head, Chad? Damn it. Uh, Chorkman, I am a centralite in Ohio. That's me, buddy. I'm the main centralite in Ohio. Um. So, as long as True Bud stays above Bar... I could care less if they all fit. I mean, TrueBud would care substantially more. But even if it's like, you know, 30, 3,500 and 3501, as long as TrueBud is ahead in the standings at the end of the year, you know, I can keep the very remnants of hair that I still have on my head. Sorry, I digress. So uh the regional round that took place August 4th. So these 10 teams will also be moving on to the final round which uh, will be in Bentonville. Again, Lucky's Q1, True Bud Barbecue, Smitty's Real Pit Barbecue, Big T's Q Crew. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Reminds me of a song. Pigskin Barbecue, Brew BQ, Q Smoke Hunters, and Spruce Ridge Smokers. So look at that. I mean... I want to go through, you know, the top 10 in that first regional round. And, you know, aside from Smoke and Triggers, uh, Sin City Smokers I'm kind of familiar with. But to be honest, a lot of that top 10 I'm not overly familiar with. Not saying that they're not good teams by any stretch of the imagination. Just It's just not one of the names that you, you hear all the time. Uh In the Rockford, Illinois final, easily could see True Bud moving on and winning. Could see Big T's Q Crew moving on and winning the final. Could see Pigskin Barbecue moving on and winning, and could see Qow moving on and winning. So you have a one, two, three, four teams coming out of that regional alone that you would quite possibly get what a two to one odds, three to one odds, maybe less than that for some of them. So that's that's a regional that really stacked in talent and there's three more regional events slated and the first one will be September 15th that's going to be in Chesapeake Virginia uh, actually pork barrels Heath Hall will be taking place in that event in the in the Chesapeake Virginia event and then a week after that on the 22nd of September in Hendersonville Tennessee let me tell you something you thought that the Rockford Illinois regional was stacked this regional is stacked back to back with town. I mean, look at the teams that made it in here. And here's the other thing to factor in. And you'll recall that when I'm talking to teams and I say, Hey, uh, this is when your local was. Typically, it's, you know, a couple days after their local qualifier was. And I look out, I try and be diligent on my research and say, Okay, well, here's his local qualifier. You know, could be two weeks, could be three weeks, could be. These people have had a huge layoff. This Hendersonville, Tennessee, has had a substantial layoff in regards to when the last time they competed in the Sam's Club tour venue is. Just to give you a uh, idea here, Hendersonville, Tennessee, February 18th in Tampa, then there was March 3rd in Ocala, Then there was June 2nd, June 9th, June 16th, uh, Marietta, Georgia, Huntsville, Alabama, and North Charlton, South Carolina. So you're looking at roughly, I mean, for some of these guys, for these Florida teams, you're looking at eight, uh, almost eight, seven months, a little more than six months. And then on the new side, uh, for the guys that competed in June, I mean, it's still a three-month layoff. Layoff? It's still a three-month layoff. Granted, these teams are cooking probably more weekends than they're not. But again, when we talk about just Sam's Club, that's a pretty substantial layoff. And Man, there are some really good teams. Really good. Coming out of that, uh, or going into that uh, Hendersonville, Tennessee qualifier, or uh, regional round. So look for that on the 22nd. Oh my god. But man, that layoff is ridiculous. And then you have the September 29th regional in St. Charles, Missouri. So look for that. And then, not two weeks after, maybe two weeks, in Bentonville, Arkansas, on October 13th, you have the finals of the Sam's Club Tour. So you're looking at a pretty good run of about eight months from when the very first one took place, which I believe was February 13th. I think I just said that. Let me go back through and check that. Uh, February 18th. So just shy of a, a good eight-month stretch of Sam's Club tours. And all in all, still very successful, still very popular, people wanting to get down there. I don't know if it's just because it's nice and there's, you know, good. were the gift baskets as good as they were last year? That's what I always heard last year was it Sam's doled out for the teams. It's not a bad perk getting a lot of good Sam's Club stuff. So the finals, everything will be done and over with October 13th. And of course, as anybody knows that follows Competition Barbecue, October is the absolute crown jewel month of competitions. In that month, you will see the October 13th, Bentonville, Arkansas Sam's Club final. You will also see the American Royal, both open and invitational. You will also see the Jack Daniel's World Championship Barbecue uh, Chorkman. I am not drinking vodka; that is straight up uh, water.
3: Get that big stuff out of here! But
0: it is on the rocks. Thank you. Try and keep it professional when I can. Not like that one time when we did the moonshine. That was that. Oh, that was one of the <laughs> worst ideas ever. Remember that, guys? Crazy. Um, and that, yeah, that's right, Dave. Uh, first of November, the World Food Championships. Um, now Dave, in my defense, I did say that most of these cooks were probably also cooking most of the weekends in between the local qualifier, but you know, we'd like to add a little bit more drama here, make it a little bit more dramatic, but still, you know, it does, it does count, you know, you want to get there. So three more regional rounds left again, Chesapeake, Virginia, uh, bottom, uh, 28th today. Um, and then we have, uh, Hendersonville, Tennessee on the 22nd. And we have September 29th, St. Charles, Missouri coming up as well. Finally, 13th. Then you have Jack Dane. When, man, I can't believe I'm going to ask this, but I know I'm going to get it right there. When is, uh, the Jack draw? Doesn't that happen like this weekend? Is that this weekend? Did it already happen? Did I miss it? Jack draw? When is the Jack draw? It's this Friday. I wonder if my guy uh, Joe Amore from Smoky Mountain Smokers is going to be heading down there. Man, that's going to be great. Love to see what's going on with the Jack Daniels. Uh, of course, you have your automatic qualifiers, and then you have what what either endears you, what either endears you to the Jack Daniels outright, or. D-dears you or gives you the fuel to say, you know, this is what I really dislike about the Jack Daniels, which is this. You have to have won, you know, the state championship qualifier. Uh and then you uh you submit your paperwork and you get the bung put in the hopper and you have to hope that within those states that you have balls in that your particular ball is pulled out. I like to call it, but bung seems so weird to me. It's like one of the worst terms I've ever heard. <laughs> Pull your bung. Are you kidding me? Anyway. Um you're you're at the mercy of the draw. Now, you will take many many arguments on either side. This is what makes it what it is and also this is what makes it what it isn't. Here are the arguments to both sides. You cook, everybody has equal chance within the states and if you're pulled, you're pulled and you're in. You get to enjoy the majesty and the mystique that is the Jack Daniels World Championship barbecue cook Conversely, more my opinion is for all of the hype, for all of the majesty that the Jack Daniels has about it. Some of the best teams that win and that qualify. Now, where I'm not talking about the uh, seven, uh, the the automatics, the people that win seven grand championships. Boom, they're in. No matter what, you've had a great year. You won seven grand championships within defined amount of time. You're going to go down. Uh, the last year's winner automatically in. Uh, last year, I believe, because um, I forget what I forget what it was. Is, is like IQ automatically in there now because they've won 78 years in a row or whatever the case is. Um, but that you have the opportunity, um, to get put in and that there's teams that are on track to win team of the year that maybe they didn't win seven, uh, but they don't get an opportunity to compete in the event because their particular bung wasn't pulled. That's the fascination. That's the argument. That's the conversation that takes place between Jack Daniels and American Royal Invitational. If you're winning and you're having a great year, you always have the option of going to the American Royal Invitational. You're going to get the invite. Now it's up to you to make the trek out. But you're going to be loaded up against all of the great teams that are out there, and there's no schneid. It's only a self schneid. That's all. Um, not so with the Jack Daniels. And then, of course, you always have the opportunity to turn around, uh, the next day and compete in the open with 500 of your closest friends. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's absolutely crazy. Uh, and that's just the way it is. Um, so, you know, I, I know there's a lot of people that have strong views either way and, uh, it, it's just kind of the way it is. Uh, and, Maybe because uh, I don't have it, then, or, or that I'm not uh, competing or whatever. Uh, maybe I can't see both sides of it. Um, that could be it. Let me type this uh, quick email. Very unprofessional. C H E L. We're just a little bit uh, off time there on uh, Sam the Cooking Guy, so we'll have to reschedule him for uh, for a different time. There you go. Um, you know, I, I wonder if you, oh, man, rooftop, you know I would. Here's the thing. You know, I've checked into that any number of times. And here's the problem. I cannot physically in good conscience make that trip with all of the gear. And I know that, uh, you know, people would help me get out there, give me booth space and all that stuff. But I need to have the ability to put a hardwire Ethernet cable into the back of a computer. I'm not going to bring the show all the way out the woods like 15 hours for me to get out there. Um, we, I, we, I need to have that hardwire internet. Because I don't want to get out there and, and do legwork for interviews and schedule guests only to have wireless internet dropped 50 times during the interviews and during a a three-day span, which I'm sure I would be out there for. It would be horrific, and it wouldn't be fun for the viewer, and then the naysayers would be out, and it would hurt the reputation of the product, and I don't want that. So until I can be guaranteed that I can pipe in directly through Ethernet cable, I can only just entertain, entertain that particular position. I would love to go down the Jack Daniels, too. I would love to go to the American Royal. I would love to go to some of the really big events like uh, Pork in the Park uh, or uh, to the New Holland event that took place this past week. Would love to do it. Would love to get out and get some, like, immediate feedback from teams uh, the night before. Get some prep. That would be great. No doubt about it. Would love to do it. But that's what has to happen for me in order to get out there and do it live. So start a petition. Uh, I will not do a tape show. Absolutely, 100% not. I will not do a tape show. It's got to be live. We're going live. I'm going to do it live. So there you go. Sorry we missed out on Sam. We will reschedule him. But you might be wondering, how am I going to take my barbecue to the next level? Maybe you're not a competitor like me, but you want to hone the skills because you're ready to impress friends and neighbors alike. May I suggest to you a class from Pitmaster conrad teddy bear haskins now conrad uses his years of catering and restaurant experience combined with food science and smoking secrets to help understand how to improve your barbecue backyard barbecuers and those folks who are looking to open a business drive and fly in from all over the world for the institute's small friendly informative classes you have the upcoming barbecue 101 class That'll be at the Riverhead, New York location, also in Dallas and Houston, Texas. There will also be a commercial barbecue class for those wanting to open their own business. That'll be coming up at the Gator Pit Factory in Houston using their approved commercial kitchen. Remember, it's a business, it's gotta have commercial kitchens. Now, following the sold out second annual barbecue at the McKinley Springs Winery, plans are already in the works for next year of 2013. The Barbecue Institute is planning on adding a two day Dutch Oven class and a one-day butchering class on each side of the weekend. You can learn the differences between cooking with gas, charcoal, logs, wood pellets. They can all produce amazing results, yet they all require a little different route to get there. Learn the practical secrets and the food science on the methods to get the best results from each heat source. Now, we're not competing in classes on the weekends. Conrad is conducting private classes and corporate events from coast to coast during the week. He also founded opbbq.com in 2004. Still barbecues for troops and wounded warriors. So take your next off site party and make it really memorable. How do you do that? Have a barbecue institute off site party. Show your employees you care with the very best barbecue that money can buy, and they will be talking about it for years to come. It's always important. If you're a business owner and you have people that you know you can count on, maybe you're riding them a little bit hard, don't just take it for granted. They get pissed, they look for another job, and they're out of there. Now you're stuck with uh, the short end of the stick, as it were. This Barbecue Institute offsite party can really turn the tables, shows you appreciate them, and that's what keeps people around in your workforce. Happy workers. For details on Barbecue Institute classes, visit BBQInstitute.com or check their Facebook page for the latest news and pictures. That's BBQInstitute.com. All right, we're going to step away really quick, and when we come back, we'll be back with Heath Hall from Pork Barrel Barbecue to talk about the Pleasantville, New Jersey win. Win Winneroo! Maybe also some other stuff. We'll see. You never know what that Heath has got up his sleeve. All right, you're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Network. Stick around. we will be right back.
3: in the smoke call 877 448 to get on the air now here's your host greg reppie let's go i'm an outlaw huh? give me
4: two shots huh? we don't need a radio bring a jukebox for my outlaws
3: huh? All right,
0: we are back, 37 past the hour, 877-448-0433, Greg, at thebbqcentralshow.com. Let me dump that real quick. Uh, My next guest tonight, fresh off a Sam's Club local qualifier event in Pleasantville, New Jersey. Happens to be half of the team that makes up the economic juggernaut that is pork barrel barbecue, finding success in the sauce and rub world, the competition arena, and most recently in the restaurant business. We'll touch on some of that over the course of this segment. So we go ahead, race over the hotline, and bring back friend of the show, Heath Hall. Heath, how are you, buddy? Heather.
1: Hey, what's up, buddy? Hey, how are you, Heath? I'm good, man.
0: Good. Always appreciate you uh, taking time out here for the show. Uh, here before we jump into some of the pork barrel interests uh, that don't relate to competition, Sam's Club qualifier rose through Pleasantville, New Jersey, and of course, let me let me even get a, a more omnipotent view from it uh, from your perspective, being the pitmaster, uh, or at least you and Brett, and how you game plan this thing. You know, when you show up, you know it's a Sam's Club event. You know the criteria that needs to be met. Are you going in looking to win and hoping for sixth place? Are you just going, uh, hoping to finish within the first six uh, spots to move on to a regional round? Are you just hoping to finish in the top six? Where's the mindset as you look at it? Because, you know, it, it's kind of different than some of the other competitions in that, uh, in that regard.
1: Well, I think any contest we go to, we're looking to win. I mean, if you're not looking to win, why are you even doing it? Uh, certainly, you've got uh, a little cushion here. You can finish in the top six. And that would uh, qualify you for the next round. But we're always looking for a win.
0: All right, Heath Hall joining me here on the show. So when you show up, you load in everything's set up. Um, there was a was it a full complement of teams there that end up maxing out at thirty?
1: Thirty teams. All right,
0: so you had a full complement of teams there. So you know you're going to have to be, you know, in that uh, top fifth, uh, you know, roundabout to at least move on to the next round. How did you feel about the cook overall? We'll get into the the categories a little bit more specifically here in a second, but anything out of the ordinance you had to deal with in New Jersey?
1: You know, we thought it was a pretty smooth cook. This was our 12th cook of the year, so we've really been, you know, doing a lot of cooks and have really pretty much have our process down pretty well at this point. And I think that the only thing was a little concerning, there was a pretty good threat of rain. We got a little sprinkle, but not too much. But otherwise, it was a smooth, a smooth cook.
0: All right, so uh, as we delve into the uh, category finishes here, um, how, far of a, how far of a drive is that for you to, to get out there to New Jersey?
1: Uh, well, it depends on when you left. I left in yeah. the morning on Friday. It took me three hours. Brett left uh, in the afternoon. It took him about five and a half
0: five and a half hours. All right. So uh, chicken is always the first category called out. Um, No call in chicken. You end up getting 14th overall. Uh, Were you happy with where chicken was at as you were turning it in? Did it feel a little off to you? What did you think?
1: You know, I thought the chicken was great. Uh, (laughs) We took first place a couple weekends ago in Bel Air at the Maryland barbecue bash with our chicken. And I actually thought this tasted better. So we were really shocked when we didn't hear our name called in the top ten. And, uh, you know, like I said, we thought we had a good cook, and we were thinking, oh, God, maybe we don't know what we're we're doing here today. Uh, So we were really pretty shocked with that 14th finish because I I thought it was a a pretty solid uh, turn in.
0: Do you taste the chicken prior to to turning it in for any type of a seasoning adjustment, or you just kind of let it ride and turn it in because you're so familiar with the process and and the, the flavor profiles?
1: No, we taste. Um, we do uh, two two separate cooks on our chicken. Uh, one's a little bit longer cook, uh, just in case you know we don't have one that's overcooked or one that's undercooked. So we taste both of them, and uh, like I said, we we were thought that they they had good flavor. They were juicy. Uh, they looked good in the box. We thought, um, but you know sometimes the judges don't agree. With you
0: that's just the case uh when you do with judges we're talking with heath hall from pork barrel barbecue pork bbq.com the website if you uh, like to hit up the tweeter at pork barrel bbq uh the largest followed barbecue uh, item there on the twitter by the way uh ribs is next and uh 11th overall so just outside of getting a call uh, how did the ribs taste to you and, and were you surprised that you didn't hear your name this time
1: I tell you, ribs has been our Achilles heel all season. We've probably lost two GCs as a result of uh, you know, ribs that finished in the bottom quarter of contests. And we've been struggling all year with ribs. They're either undercooked or overcooked or underseasoned or overseasoned. And we thought we turned in some of the best ribs that we turned in all year. And although we didn't get a call, uh, 11th was actually, uh, I think, the second best finish we've had in ribs all year so we were very happy with
0: that yeah 156 flat as far as points are concerned you know when you talk about the inconsistencies of ribs and how they're your Achilles heel how do you go about fixing it I mean obviously you don't want to make wholesale changes week in and week out but to to have maybe a couple of GCs slip out of your hands because the ribs and because they're being as inconsistent as they are how do you approach going about trying to get them a little bit more consistent and scoring a little bit better
1: you know, we've been doing a lot of practice cooks on um, the smoker, trying to really lock in the timing on the ribs. Uh, you know, it's just it's like riding a bike. You know, the, the more you do it, the better you get, and I think that uh, hopefully we're we're on to something now. We did a couple adjustments uh, on Saturday, and like I say, thought they were some of the better ribs we've turned in this year so hopefully we can continue that streak uh, in a couple weeks
0: Heath Hall joining me here on the show alright Heath so just a little bit just, just out of the top 10 literally uh, come to pork things now start to feel maybe a little bit better uh, not top 5, not top 4, not top 3 win the whole pork category and with a, a nice healthy 172 points so just 8 mm-hmm. points shy away from perfect probably felt pretty good and I would imagine or maybe you didn't did you think the pork was good or not?
1: no we thought the pork was really uh really <laughs> solid it was probably the best box that we turned in all day uh and it was probably although that not the highest pork score we've had this year we won pork out in las vegas uh with a, a little bit higher score but i thought it was a really pretty box the meat had a really nice mahogany color on it um and you know we knew that we returned something we were proud of and I wasn't sure it would be a first-place box, but we thought that it had the potential to be a top-ten box for sure.
0: All right, so you go from there back to brisket, which is obviously the last uh, category that's always called. No name mention again. You don't know where you're going to be finishing, obviously, as awards are going on, uh, but you get 11th overall. So we know that now in hindsight. How did the brisket feel and uh, anything you would have done different to it?
1: Another shocker to us. We thought the brisket was was really great this week. Um we had uh, almost a 179 in brisket a few weeks back in Rhode Island and this one in my opinion tasted pretty similar to that one. Um it was a little maybe slightly overdone um but it was I thought it was very tasty and I it's the first contest in five or six competitions that we hadn't placed in the top six in brisket. So we were a little surprised. And at this point, you know, we're thinking no calls in, in three categories. Uh, you know, we probably aren't going to advance. If we do, we better hear our name in the, you know, six or five plot.
0: Now, it's interesting, uh, you know, a couple different ways that I want to head here. You know, when you have as good of a cook as you say you thought you had, is it kind of one of those things where when the cook likes it the judges aren't going to like it as much uh, or is it is it a little bit frustrating to know that you've cooked this well and the judges aren't accepting it as much as you thought it would be
1: uh, it's a little bit of both um, you know i think a lot of barbecuers will agree that uh, sometimes it's better to think your food is terrible than is great because it seems like you uh, will get a better result from the judges um... Th- this contest was probably the lowest scored contest we've ever cooked i mean if you look at the scores they were really low and i'm not not real sure what the uh reasoning behind that is uh one team i was talking to was surmising that uh most of the judges were competition cooks that they couldn't get in to the contest and so maybe they were you know judging on a little bit higher plateau than the average judge does but uh you know it was uh a tough, uh, tough scoring weekend, I think, and uh, so you know, we're just happy we survived.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Six forty-one and uh, seven pence brings home the grand championship. As they're calling out top place overall, you know, because of the lack of three calls. I mean, you did get the one win. You have no idea that you were, you know, just outside the top ten on two, and not so bad on the chicken either at fourteen. Is it a shocker when they get to reserve? You don't hear your name, and then to hear your name called as grand champion at that point.
1: Uh, it, it certainly was, you know, like I said, Brett and I, after uh, brisket was called, kind of looked at each other and said, if we don't hear our name in the first, uh, you know, one or two of these and sixth or fifth, I don't think we've got a chance. And so sixth and fifth pass. And, you know, I was, I was pretty dejected cause I really thought we had a pretty good cook and, uh, my buddy Kit Rudd with DeGuayo barbecue, uh, was standing right next to me. And he said that, uh, when, um, they started to announce the gc they said something like and out of nowhere a surprise (laughs) gc and kit said that at that moment he knew it was us and he looked over at me and of course i'm still kind of sulking and uh (laughs) he goes pork barrel barbecue and kit said he looked at me and my face looked like you know priceless my mouth dropped down to my my knees and uh you know it, it was uh uh, like I said, we thought we had a good cook. We didn't hear her name three times, and then to to actually walk away with the GC, it was uh, it was a, a shock. It was definitely the biggest shock we've ever had in a contest. I think.
0: Is it uh, something that would measure to the success at Las Vegas earlier in the year, or just a different kind of thing altogether?
1: Um, you know, I think it's a different thing. Uh, you know, the, the cook in Las Vegas was a special cook. Uh, 111 teams It was a huge contest uh lots of, of teams from all over the country uh, came in when um, we had a you know we had a really good cook we had three calls in that one we had first place pork sixth place chicken and 20th place brisket and our ribs weren't too far back at 32nd um, and you know to travel that distance and to have that kind of success was was pretty special but you know this is there were a lot of great teams uh, you know our buddy Paul Huff with gone Hogan, a great cook who uh, congratulations on uh, not having to wait to hear your name called on Friday, Paul, with the auto to the Jack. That's right. Uh, of course, Kit Rudd with Deguayo, local smoke out of New Jersey. You know those guys are great. Um, you know Wilbur's Revenge. Lots of good teams. So you know any contest you can see your name at the very top, uh, you you walk pretty happy.
0: Absolutely, uh, Heath Hall joining me here on the show. PorkbarrelBBQ.com is the website if you want to check out their sauces and rubs and uh, some of their other interests as well. Um, so you're going to be moving on to Chesapeake, Virginia. Um, I would imagine, you know, you've had really good cooks this year for the most part. Uh, Heath, you're running a little bit of momentum into that uh, regional round to potentially uh, project you onto that uh, finals in Bentonville.
1: Yeah, we've got one more cook between now and then. We'll be cooking picking in the Panhandle in West Virginia in two weekends, which is always a solid contest. Uh, you know, uh, no different this year. You'll have you know uh, three eyes, the top team in the country. Uh, Dan and Chris will be there with them. Mike Richter. I mean, lots of great teams. So it'll be a good warm-up, good chance for us to have a cook between now and then to, to shake the rust off of a weekend off this week. And then we'll head down to, uh, to to Chesapeake in three weeks. And, again, as you were talking about earlier, all these regionals are pretty stacked with yep. a lot of great teams. From, uh, and, you know, the, the East Coast sometimes doesn't get the, the credit it's due, I think, with the strength of the teams out here. But uh, there's a lot of great teams out here. You know, like we were just talking about Three Eyes, uh, the top team in the country right now. Those guys are on fire. Oh, totally. Uh, so th- there's a lot of great teams out here. You know, you get. got uh, – uh, Tuffy, He's not going to be cooking, cooking in the uh, uh, Sam's Club because of pitmasters, but he's out here at almost all these cooks we do. So, yeah, we've, we've cooked against a lot of great teams this year. Uh, we've cooked in Missouri against some of the, the great Midwest teams, and like I said, we got to cook out in uh, Vegas against a lot of the good West Coast teams. And then after, the, after that, Chesapeake will head out to Missouri to cook a uh, contest in Columbia, Missouri, uh, Roots and Blues and Barbecue as a warm-up for the Royal the following, or two weeks later.
0: Heath all joining me here on the show. Uh, Heath, before I let you go, uh, i got about a minute left. Uh, Obviously, you've uh, opened up the restaurant recently. Uh, Everything's still good with that, and I would imagine the the reviews are still glowing.
1: Restaurant's going great. You know, our biggest problem some nights is keeping meat uh, available. We're just selling selling it faster than we can produce it uh, to the quality that we want. Uh, We were uh, fortunate enough to be recognized by Food & Wine magazine as one of the best new barbecue joints in America in their June issue. Uh, we had a great piece uh on the restaurant and on us in ink magazine last month so we, we continue to get a lot of nice reviews and uh certainly invite anybody that's in the dc area to to come check us out uh shoot us an email and you know if we're in town we'll, we'll come over if we're not going to be at the restaurant and uh, and see you and uh just as a teaser hopefully you'll have me back on pretty soon for some big big announcement that we have that i think we'll uh be very positively uh, received by the barbecue community and be used very widely and viewed as a a beneficial tool for everyone.
0: Any, any clue that you can give us, any nugget? Uh,
1: It it will be very beneficial to everyone out there. You, you will love it. I promise you the, the the folks who we have shown the, uh, this to have have been very uh, excited about the prospects of it. And, uh, we're very close, and I, you know, hopefully in the next couple weeks maybe I can even come back and give you a formal announcement right, right. here on, on your show.
0: What's uh, book a date when you can do it? I'll be more than happy to obviously have you guys back on and uh, talk about whatever this new thing that is going to be. Uh, and it's not cologne. It's, oh, okay, yeah. Uh, Fred Gross asking if it was ass-pace cologne.
1: It, it is not cologne. All right, not all
0: right. cologne, so that's good, right?
1: This is something that everyone will find useful.
0: Everyone will find you. All right, so I'm just dying to find out what it is. So as soon as it is uh, green-lighted on your end, get in touch with me. We'll book you back on, and we'll announce it to the veritable world.
1: We'll do it. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Good luck to everybody who uh, is waiting on the jack draw this week. Uh, Hopefully you guys hear your name's called.
0: All right, Heath, thanks for coming on tonight. I appreciate
1: it. Thanks, buddy. There Have a good night.
0: Heath Hall. Pork barrel barbecue. Ass paste cologne. Cash-paste cologne. Call manufacturer tomorrow. Make millions. Absolutely. Uh, probably not a uh, big moneymaker there. Jack Draw. Wonder what we're going to talk about next week. All right. Uh, we're going to come back and wrap up the first hour, and then we'll be pointing to the second. Big guests coming up at the second hour, by the way. Look, I've been talking about this special for weeks. Revolutionizing the barbecue, seasoning, sauce, and jet world, whatever you want to talk about. Butcher Barbecue, Dave Bosker. Look, we what's the catchphrase? You always, always trust your butcher, right? Fair enough. Easy to say. But what's he doing to have you trust him maybe even more than you might already do? simple let me tell you about no other company in the world as it relates to barbecue is not only trying to make their own customers happy right now but their competitors customers happy as well maybe you've bought an injection that hasn't worked out for your scores have suffered because you started to use it now just sit around and collect dust what are you going to do with it you're going to trade it in pound for pound now at butcher's barbecue you go to butcherbbq.com. you click on the trade-in link at the top right of the navigation And once you get there, you fill out the form, you print it off, you seal up your trade, you mail it in to Dave, he'll send you back, butcher barbecue beef, pork, or prime injection. Look, we all do it. You spend some money to find out that the product is bad. Now the wife is upset because you could have taken her out on the town. How many times have you been in this situation? Spend that money on a product. When you realize it isn't that great, you're in this vacillating situation. You won't use it again because it was too expensive to just throw it out. Now you're stuck, but not with a new trade-in program from Butcher Barbecue. Butchers will match it pound for pound. You have nothing to lose, only great products to gain that have been time-tested by many of the award-winning top pitmasters and teams out there on any competition circuit. FBA, IBCA, KCBS, NEBS, Great Lakes Barbecue Society, you name it. Butchers will honor any commercially made product, along with its partial or complete label. So you can't just whip up something in your kitchen and put it in a cellophane bag and send it off. No, no, no. Now remember this, there is a strict limit of five pounds per item per household. All products will be weighed at the time of arrival. That amount is final. If you have any questions, contact Dave directly via the butcherbbq.com website. This is called the trade-in program. That's happening right now at butcherbbq.com. And again, it's just one more way for you to trust your butcher. If you didn't trust Dave now, how could you not trust him? He's looking to take bad product away from you and give you great product. Who does that anymore? Nobody. ButcherBBQ.com, the trade in program. Hook up with it, crying out loud. Improve your scores. Get your wife unpissed at you. Coming back to wrap up the first hour. Stick around, be right back.
3: Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show.
0: Who would have thought this music thing was going to go this far? I never asked for this. I never asked for this fast living. The women, the whiskey... Craziness. All right, welcome back. 57 past, uh, three minutes till the top of the hour. Thanks to Heath Hall for joining me.
1: Just
0: got an email from uh, Sam the Cooking Guy. So sorry, my friend. Long but good story. Long but good story. If it doesn't involve hot lesbians, I don't want to hear about it. Hopefully, duly noted things happen it's live luckily i just had some backup material to uh to go to recap of sam's club talk a little about the uh, same jack and american roll american roll is that what they call it american roll uh and then thanks to heath hall for joining me talking about his win at the sam's Club local qualifier in pleasantville new jersey and he'll be moving on to the chesapeake virginia Regional Top 10 move on to the finals in Bentonville. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be fun and exciting. PorkbarrelBBQ.com. PorkbarrelBBQ.com. Next time I get down to Virginia, I am going to go to that Pork Barrel restaurant and demand a free food and Wi-Fi. Heath, if you, do you have hardwire internet? I'll come down to D.C. and we'll do a live show uh, right there on the air if you have hardwire internet. Who would want to do that? That would be awesome. Sitting in the bar area, fielding questions from drunk, swabs piling in off of the business district of D.C. And that would be sweet. All right, Heath, we got to work on that. Let's get our PR people on that immediately. See if we can't make it happen. But it's got to be hard. It's got to be the wire. I'm not doing any wireless. Signals will drop. People will call for my head in the utter disillusion of the Barbecue Central radio networks. Can't handle that. All right. uh, We're going to point to the second hour. Second takes coming up. Also, Barbecue Bob Trudnack, the future of barbecue and Scott Roberts. Stick around for all of that and more. We'll be right back right after this. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Network.
5: Hi, this is Larry Wolf of Wolf Rub Barbecue Seasonings, and you're listening to Barbecue Central.
0: From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Wait, wait.
2: We cook because we have to and we grill because we want to.
5: Man, you, <laughs> you have a great show of a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle.
4: Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish, what?
2: He ate 50 for Wiener. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> you could
0: use it to fight off creeping marauders looking to take your steaks off your grills.
5: I just like being anywhere with junior, senior, and diva. Sounds
1: like a whole other type of movie. <laughs> wow,
2: yeah, <laughs> wow, really. Keep it hot, keep it clean, keep it lubricated. We have top men working on it right now.
0: Ooh, hmm. huh. top. Alright, just like that, we are in the second hour. Fast and Furious show. Uh, if you missed the first hour, you can always go back and get it on podcast. If you do not, if you do not subscribe to the show, you can do it via iTunes. You can get the archives on the Barbecue Central website, the bbqcentralshow.com Go to the archives portion. Also, the show is uploaded video form to YouTube every morning. The next morning, I'm trying to think of where else it is. Uh, if you don't like iTunes and you use some other type of podcast catcher, you are uh, more than welcome to use the new updated URL feed, and uh, which is called the XML or RSS, and plug that into uh, your podcast catcher, and you will get the show downloaded to your computer. And then you probably have to move them over to your MP3 if that's how you listen. You can also uh, get you can get it on Stitcher Radio. You can get it on Blueberry with no ease. B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. If you, pretty much if you Google the Barbecue Central Radio show, uh, you're going to get 10, 20 pages of returns on various stuff. Go back and learn about the history of the show. It's fun. It's exciting. Google me. Google you. You ever Googled you? Google you. You might not be like uh, what you see. You might be disappointed you find as much as you think. Whatever. It happens. Um so if you do miss if you do miss portions of the show you can always go back and get it again uh preferred ways iTunes download a lot of people use that and then uh, through the website wbqcentralshow.com. um and go to the archives page again if you YouTube there's a video there a uh, quick reset we had Heath Hall from Pork Barrel Barbecue on uh, we did recount his victory in Pleasantville New Jersey this past weekend they will be moving on to the regional round uh, in Chesapeake, Virginia on the 15th, so in about three weeks' time from now. And then if he finishes uh, top 10, they will move on to the finals, which will be in Bentonville, Ar- 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 uh, Arkansas, uh, October 13th, I believe it was. So there you go. 21,700,000. Wow. Fans without tomatoes. No, bring the tomatoes. A love me a tomato sandwich. A four thick-sliced tomatoes. Lay them on white bread that have been slathered on either side with mayonnaise, some fresh cracked pepper, a little sea salt on top. Push together, let it sit five minutes for melding. And eat. Oh my God, is there any better sandwich than that? Oh my God, it's the best sandwich ever. Love me, fresh tomato sandwich. Maybe you don't. It's your problem. More for me. That's fine. All right. Survey Tuesday question. Only had one. Well, I had time for. What are you making for on Labor Day? It's up in the air for me. It's probably either going to be a hot and fast like steak or we might go traditional ribs on the gorilla. Patrick, you had an around the... First of all, you're letting the cat out of the bag that you may... I cannot confirm or deny that Patrick may or may not be a potential around-the-pit correspondent. I will reach out to you and let you know definitively when you're on. And all of that stuff so just relax next week on the show wait well hmm I didn't update that I'm efforting a uh, at least one of the meats that I have not done competition roundtable so it's going either gonna be a ribs round table or a pork round table they're both pork But it'll be a pork shoulder roundtable or a barbecue ribs roundtable. So if you're listening and you're one of the top three or four or five or six teams in KCBS right now in those categories, expect a email or a phone call if you don't have email asking you to be on the show. If you know people that are in this position, warn them in advance that I'll be reaching out to them. So uh, we may or may not get uh, Sam the Cooking Guy rebooked for next week, and then I'll also try and do at least uh, a competition roundtable. We'll see. No promises. Folks, and then there is this. God, I hate to do this story. Maybe heard about it. Maybe saw it on the Yahoo. Westfield, Massachusetts. Patrick, are you familiar with this story? Weigh in if you are. I have the urge to sneeze right now, and I'm fighting it back with every fiber of my being, and I think I'm in a losing battle right now. A Massachusetts couple boating on a lake drowned. Sad news. Never good when uh, people die. They drowned after jumping into the water to rescue their dog. Their dog? Well, what's the irony, of this. Well, the dog lived. Dog survived. People jumping in after the dog died. Dog survived. Police say that a small dog named Sadie jumped into the Hampton Ponds in Westfield on Monday night, prompting 64-year-old Dave, sorry, Donald Sear to follow his pet into the lake. Police told the Westfield News that he came, uh, that he became distressed and his wife, 61-year-old Patricia Sear, tried to rescue him. Their daughter, Miranda Landry, told the Boston Globe that her mother jumped into the water despite the fact that what? Another piece of irony. Mother couldn't swim.
3: Get that big stuff out of here.
0: Doesn't surprise me at all, Landry said. I know that's what she would do. Other boaters, alerted by screams, helped pull the couple from the water. Efforts to revive them failed. They were both pronounced dead at the hospital. The dog, however, survived and was taken to the municipal animal shelter. The couple received the West Highland White Terrier as a gift from Daniel Sears six uh, six weeks ago to replace a beloved dog that died a year ago, Landry and the neighbor told The Globe. The dog will be returned to Daniel Sears' sister, Landry said, adding that she couldn't take the dog in herself because it would be too painful to have the pet around. The Sears were devoted a couple of 40 years, and they couldn't survive without each other. Um, okay. And uh, they, uh, the daughter was the youngest of the a couple, three children. The death still remains under investigation. Folks, the story got caught in the weeds, yeah. Look, well-documented. Well-documented. Uh, I wouldn't be what you would call... Uh, what pet guy, dog guy. I'm not averse to dogs. I'm not going to have a dog. And I understand that people have a uh, loyal attachment. They're part of the family and when the dog dies, there is mourning of, of excess and all of this stuff. There needs to be a line drawn. Folks, if you're out on a boat, leave the dog home. What's the dog need to be on the boat for? Dog might get curious. Jump off the side. Little dog, young dog. Dog might not know how to swim that well. Now you're put in a precarious position. Don wasn't a spring chicken. Not old, 64. I mean, you know, not old. Can't rescue the little dog. Probably the water was very deep. He wasn't able to to tread water and save the dog at the same time. He becomes distressed. What's to do? The people in the boat that can't swim jump into the water to help the people that are having trouble swimming. That's never good. As tough as it would have been, folks, self-preservation has to kick in. Kiss the dog, throw it away, swim back to the boat. Let the dog go, man. And the fact that these people died and the dog saved... I can only imagine, and I can only hope, that the Sears in their passed-on state now are finding some type of solace in the fact that uh, the dog was able to survive. Because that's why they jumped in in the first place. But, I mean, what a tragic story uh, for a husband and wife to be jumping into a lake to save a dog, one becoming distressed, and then the other one who can't swim jumping in after her husband. What, what is going on here? Absolute tragedy. Very sad. Let's draw. Please commit to me, folks, that if you are going to bring your pets on the boats, there has to be a firm line drawn in the sand that if the stress happens, the dog is going to have to come second. You're going to have to save yourself. No matter how much you love the dog, guess what? You can always buy another dog. Can't go out and buy another human. Always hard to buy a human. I know. Where are the life jackets? What are you doing on the boat when you can't swim? All great questions. A lot of people get on boats that can't swim. A lot of those people wear life jackets. It's a sad story. And it's ironic. And it's sad at the same time. It's ironically sad. All right, uh, gang, we're going to be coming back with the future barbecue competitors. But first, uh, let me tell you about Stephen DeFranco. He's a jeweler of the barbecue stars. Uh, you know I talk about them here on the show all the time. Uh, let me quickly race over to the product cam. Uh, this is a watch that uh, I picked up a mere, what is it, like three weeks ago now or whatever it is. not going to focus, right? Of course it's not. Um, this is the Bolova. There it is. Uh, the Bolova. it's a precisionist. So it's not a high line like the Accutron that I have. Right in the middle, so it's not going to break the bank. Here's the great thing. I mean, look at the customization right there. You see right there, right there at the top left and right? Probably not there. Oh, it wants to focus. It does. I know it does. And, oh, forget it. You know, you're going to see the watch on the website, and you're going to probably poop a little bit, right? Maybe a little bit. Because you don't want to pay 600 bucks, 700 bucks for a watch. I get it, man. You think that there's any possible way that i paid you know 700 bucks for this watch no absolutely not you know why because uh, just like you uh, we know somebody in the jewelry business steven defranco of uh, steven you can go on you can peruse this whole listings of watches and then you call him that's the key now right 440-943-2700 440-943-2700. You call and ask for Steve directly. He gets on the phone. You tell him, hey, uh, I saw Rempi, He's got this uh, Precisionist watch. I really like it. I see you've done some customization there. I want one for myself. Maybe you don't want, for, you want one for, uh, for your wife. Maybe you need to go to the doghouse. Maybe same-sex lover, whatever the case may be. We're not judging here. Love is love. You're going to be amazed with how much money you save. 700 bucks? No. 500 bucks? No. Less than 400 bucks? Maybe. It's worth the call. It's worth the call. Especially for us guys. We don't have a lot of stuff that really dresses us up jewelry wise. So watch. Feels great. Looks great. Great conversational piece. Hey, look. Looks great. It's wonderful. And it's very accurate. 440 943 2700 or visit StephenDeFranco.com. And you're going to be in it. It's going to be great. I swear. The future of barbecue when we come back. Stick around. It's the Barbecue Central Radio Show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Network.
3: Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampy. All right, uh, 14 past the
0: hour. 877 4480433, Greg at. TheBBQCentralShow.com Again, I talk to top pit ministers every week on the show. We hash out their cooks, what's good, what's bad in the world of barbecue, all that stuff that you've come to love and expect from this show. But where is the next crop of great barbecue cooks coming from? Who's fostering the love of the live fire? These events are called Kids' Q's. They're happening all over the country. My first set of guests tonight are doing their best to lay claim to top honors when it comes to the Kids' Q Cooks. They've won three kids' queues at the New Holland, Pennsylvania event. I'm lucky enough to be joined by two of the three pitmasters for the Hunter Hill Honeys. So let's go ahead and race over to the hotline. Uh, we grab 12-year-old Maddie Trudnack and 12-year-old Allie Cole. Ladies, welcome to the show. Happy to have you aboard here. How are you? Hello.
4: Hello.
0: Is this uh, is this Maddie?
4: Yes. Uh, thanks for having
0: us on the show, Doug. Maddie, how are you tonight? Good. How are you? Doing absolutely fabulous. I appreciate you staying up very late to be on an internet radio show with me to talk about kids' cues. Now, is uh, is uh, Allie Cole with us as well tonight? Actually, um, today we have um, Allison Sirpetti.
4: We couldn't have
0: Allie Cole. She's at the beach. At the beach. What is she, uh, yeah. fist-pumping fist and, and doing all sorts of crazy stuff? All right, so uh, we have Allison Trippetti, who I was just going to mention uh, in uh, passing, but uh, we'll go ahead and uh, ditch Ally Coles, and she's at the beach probably getting a tan. Not too much, I guess, right now. But look, uh, before we get started, uh, I do want to make mention... Uh, oh wait, uh, that uh, one of the other the other team member now is twelve year old Ali Cole, so uh, we want to make sure that we're giving her her proper mentions uh, right here from the outset. Uh, feel free that for the other two to reference her as you need during the interview. But Maddie, let me start with you first. Your dad, obviously Bob Trudnack of the barbecue guru, uh, pitmaster there, typically barbecue and grilling seen as a a male or a boy thing to do. Uh, is this something that you like to do because of it's something that your dad does, or you just really like cooking over live fire?
4: Well, um, I really enjoy cooking, and um, my dad really got me into it. So I guess without him I wouldn't really do this, but I'm glad he cooks because then I get to experience it.
0: Allison, what about you? Um, do you have a family that likes to get outside on the weekends or maybe even during the week to a little barbecue and grilling, uh, or is it not necessarily uh, the same thing for you? Well, my family
4: doesn't cook as much, but I'm
0: usually hanging out with Bob and Maddie, so I get to enjoy the cooking experience as well. Uh, it's Mr. Trudnack, lady. little respect here, please. He's a grand championship winner. Oh, my goodness. All right, uh, Al- Allison, were you nervous at the, I don't know if you can remember all the way back, but uh, were you nervous at that very first competition, uh, or were you just looking to have fun, you do your best, and whatever happens, happens?
4: Well, I wanted to make sure that it was still fun, but I was still nervous because it was our first time.
0: Yeah. What did you think? Did you have, was it better than you expected? Was it about the same? Did you not have as much fun as you thought? Well,
4: it was much more fun than I expected. And it was just a really great time because everyone was saying, Do not get our hopes up if you don't win. But then we came out
0: with the grand champion and it was a good experience. Always fun to win. Uh, Maddie Trudnack and Allison Tripetti joining me here on the show. They're pit masters of the uh, Hunter Hill Honeys and they won the uh, grand championship for Kids Q. Maddie, let me ask you this, and it's probably maybe a little bit different for you uh, because of who your dad is, who he works for. You know, he's won a lot of big competitions. So it would seem natural for somebody in your position to maybe feel a little bit more pressure than some of the other kids to do better. Is that the case for you or, or not so much?
4: Well, I feel like if they do better, I'm happy for them. But uh, also, yeah, it like makes me kind of upset because coming from my dad, like, he's being grand champion. I want to be grand champion too. So...
0: Yeah. Now, uh, Maddie, yeah, what what are you guys uh, what are you guys cooking on? What, what kind of a cooker do what you use? It? Oh, we're
4: cooking on an
0: onyx oven. Oh, of course you're cooking on an onyx oven. I hope you had to pay a full price like the rest of us had to, just because your dad uh, he's a businessman. Now, look, um, what Maddie, what are you responsible for cooking on the team?
4: um i'm responsible for cooking the beef tenderloin we all have our own categories there's three categories so there's beef chicken and chest choice and i'm responsible for the beef
0: all right and uh, allison Tripetti, what do you cook i'm responsible
4: for cooking the chicken
0: the chicken now uh, what what cut of chicken do you use
4: we cook
0: chicken thighs. Chicken thighs. All right. Very good. And uh, are you using a, a special rub or sauce, uh, or is it something that's homemade that you're bringing?
4: We make our own rub. And really? we use a special injection.
0: A, spe- a special injection? Is it homemade? Yes. Wow. Absolutely uh, fantastic. I have to say, I didn't really expect that, but you, are, you girls are wowing me at every turn. Allison Tripetti and uh, Maddie Trudnak joining me here on the show. We're talking about their win at the King's, uh, Kids' Q at New Highland, Pennsylvania this past weekend. Um, so I would imagine Chef Choice is uh, left up to uh, Allie Cole then, right? Yes. Um, Allie, she, well,
4: actually, she, we um, do a different Chef Choice every year. So, this year my dad told us that maybe we should try something different. So, we did um, shrimp tacos. And there were, we did shrimp tacos, and uh, Allie did shrimp tacos, and she, they turned out very well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Shrimp tacos sound absolutely fabulous. Uh, Maddie, when the announcement is made overall that the Hunter Hill Honeys, win kids queue how pumped are you is there a lot of shrieking and screaming that girls do or because maybe you've won this event two times prior is there a little bit more professional feel to it because of those past successes
4: well um we are very excited so we're like screaming and shouting of course and my dad screams a lot more than us (laughs) does
0: That's why he's a ladies' man. All right, uh, so, Maddie, let me ask you this. Uh, you've had you know, a good amount of success. You're 12 years old, so still very young. Um, do you have plans at this point, as we talk right now today at uh, 1021.44 seconds, of going into the uh, the professional competition world at some point like your dad does? Um, yeah, actually, yes, I
4: do.
0: All right. Um. Uh, Allison Trepetti. Same question to you. You've had success here on this team. Do you have plans to uh, continue into the, the professional side of, of competition barbecue as well? Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, now, do you find it all intimidating that you would be going into a sport that is more predominantly male, or does that not concern you so much anymore?
4: We
0: kick butt every time, so we're not very <sighs> worried. Yeah! Bringing it strong, ladies. All right, uh, so uh, Maddie Trudnack, Allison Trapetti, joining me here on the show. Uh, ladies, obviously, I wish you nothing but continued success. And uh, this, you know, three out of a four, from what I understand. Uh, so you're doing absolutely bang-up job. I want to thank you so much for coming on tonight. Uh, Maddie, let me ask you a question. Uh, is your dad uh, home at all, by chance?
4: Yeah, he's right here.
0: And did he uh, did he compete last weekend?
4: Yeah,
0: he also won Grand Champion. He did? Oh, well, I didn't have any plans to talk to him tonight, but uh, might I uh, possibly get a word with him?
4: Yeah. Um,
0: great. I would love to talk That would be great.
5: Hey, Greg, how you doing?
0: Bob! I know we didn't have plans to talk tonight, but uh, Maddie told me that you had won grand championship also. I figured, well, geez, um, I'd rather be talking, you know, kids' queue and where the future of barbecue is leading. But since we got a show sponsor, better bring him on, talk about New Holland. So, pretty good. And to be, you've strung a couple good competitions in a row together now.
5: Yeah, I don't know I can follow up their interview, but I'm going to give it a good shot. <laughs> um, we, we had a tough, tough season. Uh, beginning of the year was a little, I mean, we took a grand in the beginning. Uh, we cooked with our, one of our sponsored team, Local Smoke, and took the grand in Maryland. Then we were up and down, and um, I kind of said to myself, you know, we got to figure out what's going on here. We can't be this inconsistent. We kind of honed in on some flavors, and, and uh, yeah, we're doing well right now. We took a, a third, a reserve, and a grand three in a row.
0: Bob Trudnack joining me here on the show from the Barbecue Guru competition team. Was there anything that was out of the ordinary that you had to contend with over the weekend in New Hollandbach?
5: Um, anything out of the ordinary? I, I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. Yeah,
0: anything out of the ordinary that you had to contend with?
5: No, I'm sorry. I'm, I still can't hear you.
0: Oh, um, did, was there anything that happened that you uh, didn't really plan for or that was uh, out of the ordinary?
5: Oh, no, not at all. Um, everything went pretty smooth for all the contests. So. You know, we get there Thursday night. We try to get there the night before the contest uh, starts, have a few drinks, get the party on our system, and uh, then we get serious. So every, everything went pretty well.
0: Now, if you go back and look at the line score of this competition, I mean, like literal hairs separating Barbecue Guru and Cool Smoke, you're finished at a 661, 7142, and Tuffy was at 661. Uh, seven one three eight. So, literally, hundreds of thousands of points separate you two. Uh, it yeah,
5: was, when I, when about that, you know, you know, who um, made me realize that was when we went, when we went up for the grand, Tuffy stayed up there after getting his reserve and gave us a hug. And as he walked away with his wheelchair, he came he turned around and came right back to me. and he was holding that paper up in the air, and he said, "Do you know what you won by?" <laughs> and we looked, at, we looked at that sheet, and I couldn't believe it. I mean, uh, a hair—just a hair.
0: Yeah, maybe not and even a I hair. It,
5: when I looked at it, I saw that we tanked chicken. I mean, we we tanked chicken, and I've taken my chicken to a new level in these last two contests. And to tank chicken, I was so surprised. We got forty fifth. And what happened was he got us in chicken, like you wouldn't believe, but we got him by just, you know, a hair over that in the other three categories. And now, man, I don't care if it was 4,000th of a point or 40 points. I was just thrilled to be on top at that point.
0: Yeah, win's a win, and you do it, uh, you know, at the expense of uh, 70 other teams. So a big field shows up. And that uh, contest is always a big turnout, no doubt about it. Were you surprised at how poorly the chicken was received? Did you think it was better than uh, than 45th?
5: Yeah, yeah, I do, I do. Um, but that, that, that's, the, I, that's the game, and that, that's the kind of thing that goes through all competitors' heads. You do well one week in a certain category, maybe do well three times in three weeks in a certain category, and then it tanks. You can't quite figure it out, but you just got to keep pressing on and. You know, until until your food doesn't do well in three or four contests, you don't change anything. So, I'm going to do the same recipe I did in New Holland at the next contest, and we'll see where it takes us.
0: Now, you do win uh, ribs outright, and uh, you also win brisket outright, and pork was top 11 or was uh, 11th out of uh, 71 teams. So, getting the two calls and winning those. You don't know where you are in chicken. You don't really know where you are in pork per se. I mean, did you think you had, you know, at least a decent shop to be, you know, top 10 or, or maybe at least a reserve grant?
5: i tell you, it, it, it's so nerve-wracking to sit there at the award ceremony, no matter what contest you're at, and listen to the calls and try to figure out where you are. But at this contest in New Holland, they do honorable mentions. For 15 through 11. Ugh. And then they start calling 10th through 1st, individually. So they called chicken. So we, we know we're not in the top 15 in chicken right away. And now you start to get disappointed. You start to get down on yourself. <laughs> and then they start with pork ribs. And they start going 15th through 11th. And they we calling 10th, ninth, 8th. When we got the first in ribs, you know, Danny and I just did one of those little chest bumps and... We are thrilled, man. We ran up there and got the trophy, and, wow, we got something here. This is such a great contest. Just to get a call here and you get a first place in ribs, yeah, it doesn't get any better than that. And then we got the – uh, we heard that we got uh, an honorable mention of pork, but we didn't know if it was 15th or 11th. So right down to the wire, the last category they call is first and brisket before they start calling overall. And to hear that after Tuffy's calls and, uh, Pigheaded and all these other teams that were there, man, we, just, I mean, it just, it all came together and we were so excited. It was unbelievable.
0: Is this probably the, the most memorable win of, uh, of 2012 currently?
5: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely the most memorable win. We've been at this contest since 2005. And we've been all around the top ten. And it, it's a home contest for us. It's local. Uh, the organizers, the volunteers, we know them personally. Meadow Creek, uh, this is a great, great bunch of people. All of our good friends are competing against us. And to win in that field and that venue and that, that time is just, there's nothing better.
0: How many more competitions do you have set up for the rest of the year?
5: Um We have... No more state championships, actually. We have a Sam's Club event in Royal Maryland in a week and a half. We have the American Royal. We're in the draw for the Jack. And that's that's all that's happening.
0: All right, so uh, at least you know three more events, depending on uh, how the Sam's thing shakes out. You know, Bob, I was talking to your daughter a little bit earlier here in the segment, and, you know, she's gotten quite a bit of success at the kids' queues. And obviously, you know, this is kind of fostering potentially, you know, that next generation of competition barbecuers to come down the pike and continue to bear that torch of the things that we like so much about it. Um, That's right. You know, if you can kind of back out of it for a second, I mean, obviously, you know, you're you're a very formidable competitor, but you know, you have a kid that's doing it, and you're seeing the success that she's getting. It, you know, from a dad's perspective, what's it like for you to see her go out, to see her execute, and then at the end, you know, win not one, not two, but three of these things now.
5: Well, I got to tell you, I'm I am proud as hell of these three girls. Uh, it's it's been amazing. I, I asked them if they wanted to do it four years ago. And they said, you know, they're nine years old, uh, ten years old. And they said, yeah, we'll, we'll try it. We want to be like Dad or we want good barbecue. We want to cook good barbecues. And they decided to give it a shot, and they took the chance. And for them to listen to me during these, you know, little training sessions we have, throughout the summer we do cook. And, you know, we talk about why we're cooking chicken this way, why we're cooking the beef this way why we're making a decision to do a chef's choice that we're doing and, and how to cook. And for them to, you know, when you were doing the cooks, they seem to be often, you know, as preteen girls are often, they're a little world, yeah. but they're, they're getting it. They're figuring it out and they're executing it. And it's just, it's amazing to me. And just building the team, the teamwork thing and, and doing such a great job. And they're having a blast. If they didn't win, it wouldn't be a big deal. Um, as long as they're having fun and they're learning something, but for them to do what they did in in the last four years, I'm just I'm blown away by it. I get more excited about their wins, or just a trophy or whatever, just something to reward their accomplishments in my own you know my own contest.
0: Well, that's the way it is for uh, for parents. Absolutely, uh, Bob Trudnak joining me here on the show, barbecue guru. Competition team Pitmaster Bob. Before I let you go here tonight, uh, anything new uh, at the Barbecue Guru, and of course, how is the the CyberQ Wi Fi doing?
5: Um, nothing new. We got we got well. We got a lot new, but we talked about that already. The the Party Q, the CyberQ Wi Fi, right? uh, The new improved Onyx Uh, Oven. CyberQ Wi Fi is doing exceptionally well. Um, we're, we're we can't keep them on the shelves, and you know, I just I want to thank all of our customers out there for being so loyal and you know sticking with us and and growing with us as we grow. And I'm just I'm just happy to be a part of the company. You know, Fred set up a a wonderful thing for us, and we're, we're going to keep it going for him.
0: Bob Trudnak is the pitmaster for the Barbecue Guru competition cooking team. Uh, you can find him at uh, thebbqguru.com. You can also call him toll free eight 800- hundred two eight eight guru uh bob appreciate you coming on tonight and uh, certainly uh, please pass along my thanks um to your daughter and her friend for actually you know, staying up tonight and coming on and talking about kids queue i think it's you know kind of important to a you know give them their they just uh, props for for winning but uh, recognizing that there is another generation of uh, potential barbecuers that are coming out there and uh, we appreciate the work that you're doing to do that
5: thanks a lot greg i appreciate it and uh thanks for having the girls on and uh Thanks for talking to me as well.
0: Yeah, you got it. All right, Bob. Uh, continued success. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. All right. Take care. All right. There he is. Bob Trudnack. That's where your future of barbecue is coming from. Bob Trudnack and uh, and uh, his daughter's friends. <laughs> They're doing very well. Did you, did you hear Allison, I believe it was Allison Trapetti saying, we're good. We're going to cook. And We're out there to win, and we're good. We're not intimidated by the fact that it's a, a male, dom- or perceived, well, not perceived, it is mostly men doing that. They're not afraid. They're not afraid at 12 and 13 years old, not afraid. That's difference. That's difference. I'm scared 38, 37, 38. They've won more grand championships than I have. Congrats. Maddie, Allison, and Alex. All right, as many of you know, I do have a pellet cooker, and the first thing I did when I got it was called Candy Weaver from Barbecuer's Light Wood Pellets. Uh, it's no doubt about it. It's unquestioned. Not, it's not even questioned. There she is. Diane, how are you, honey? Uh, unquestioned. Unquestioned. The pellet fuel to use uh, in your pellet-fired cookers, all of that stuff. You go to bbqrsdelight.com. Now, if you don't have a pellet cooker and you want to explore some other options for wood smoke, a ways to impart wood smoke, no problem. Uh, All you have to do is get your sampler packs. You get a cast iron pot. You load it full, and then you put it in your grill or your smoker, um, and then you let it smoke do its thing. It's going to give it that nice, sweet, succulent smoke that you're looking for. And since pellets have been processed from sawdust uh through pressure it creates heat so this is a completely sterile wood smoke product and what what i really like about wood pellets and sure you can mix and match wood chunks but i mean you can almost go down to like the cup or the third cup or the eighth of a cup uh, however you want to mix and match your flavor profiles with the wood you can do it with pellets it's absolutely fantastic now, when you buy those uh, one-pound bag, those tester bags, that's all 100% fruit wood, okay? When you step up and buy the fuel for your cookers, it's two-thirds oak, two-third, uh, one-third flavor wood. So there was a recipe that was trialed and found that, that this is the percentage of each. to gives you that consistent BTU burn and that wood smoke flavor that you're really looking to impart on your product. So do yourself a favor. You grab some Barbecueers Delight wood pellets right now. Right now. BBQRSDelight.com. That's BBQRSDelight.com. And then you just start using them. Throw them in the hopper if you have a pellet-fired cooker. Throw them in the cast iron pot if you have a uh, grass grill or a charcoal grill or a charcoal smoker. And you're off and running. BBQRSDelight.com. It's the choice of competition cooks and backyard warriors uh, just like me. Delight.com. We're going to... Um, Get the closer out here. Scott Roberts closing the show. Stick around, we'll be right back.
3: Get in the smoke. Call 877 448 0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rippey. 877 448
0: 0433, Greg at the BBQ centralshow.com is the email address. Thanks to Bob Trudnak, uh, Maddie Trudnak, Allison Trippetti for joining me last segment breaking down respective uh, grand championships. Talk about a family ruling the roost there, right? Bob wins uh, the New Holland KCBS Grand Championship and uh, the Hunter Hill Honeys win the GC and the Kids' Are All right, helping me close the show tonight, a monthly contributor to the show. You know him as a self-admitted hothead, but he lends his expertise of reviewing sauce and rubs here on this show. we go ahead and race over the hotline and welcome back Scott Roberts. Scott, how are you, buddy?
2: Absolutely fantastic. How are you doing, Greg?
0: Doing fantastic myself, Scott. Always appreciate you taking time out each and every month here on the show to do the sauce and the rub reviews, which I'm very eager and excited about getting to because I believe I have actually tried uh, oh, okay. Well, I, I'm not as excited as I thought it was. I've, I've tried at least one of the items that are on here, and of course, I love giving my opinion on something that I've tried when you give your opinion, so we're anxiously oh, I can't that. wait to hear that. Of course you can. Of course you can. We know both. <laughs> now, look, um, I saw on, what was it, the Googles or the Yahoo's about potential? The AOLs, maybe? Maybe the AOLs. Definitely not the Facebooks or the Tweeters. But I I thought I saw some type of write up that the uh, Trinidad Scorpion Balut blow fire out of your ass pepper, that is widely considered the the hottest pepper on earth, that there might be, uh, that might get impeded on, or they might be growing a new strain of that to make it even hotter. Have you heard of this? Can you confirm, deny, or by just making stuff up?
2: Uh, Well, in the whole chili pepper world, in the past couple years, there have been got four or five hottest peppers that have come along that have kind of leapfrogged over one another. I, I consider the hottest pepper in the world to be the Trinidad Moruga scorpion. That was declared the hottest by the Chili Pepper Institute, uh, the uh, New Mexico State University. They did an 11-month-long study on super hot peppers, very comprehensive. They did genetic mapping and testing. That rated the highest over, you know, the lokia a.k.a. Ghost Pepper, over the regular Trinidad Scorpion Butch Tea. But when you get uh, the Scovo ratings that high, it, it, it could be something as simple as where they're grown, how much sunlight they get, to make them just a little tiny bit hotter for them to be able to leapfrog over... Like the second hottest pepper, but once you get that hot, they're they're just pretty damn hot.
0: It's like if you're making a nine hundred million dollars, and somebody says they make nine hundred and fifty million dollars. I mean, it's fifty million dollars more, but in the grand scheme of things, I mean, everybody's got nine hundred million dollars in their pocket. Exactly. Now uh, I'm getting a question in the instant chat room from Raymond Cato. Wants to know what happened to the Naga Viper.
2: Naga Viper, oh, I'm sorry. That, that was. As far as I know, and I really haven't looked into it too much, that was an unstable hybrid, a combination of three different peppers. Uh, Usually peppers have to be stable for six, seven, eight generations for them to be really considered a stable pepper, something that will consistently, season after season, produce the same kind of fruit, uh, the same shape, same heat, same flavor. Uh, to me that was kind of a flash in a pan at one point yeah it, it probably did achieve uh, a Scoville rating that high but consistency wise the trinidad scorpion or the trinidad Maruga scorpion are very consistent and they're pretty reliable now wasn't that ghost pepper
0: a a hybrid did that just stabilize out and and it was okay then at that point
2: No, the ghost pepper wasn't a hybrid. It was its own little variety.
0: All right. As you can tell, I'm very up on my uh, hot pepper spices and stuff. So let's quickly transition out of this before I make myself look like a bigger idiot and uh, talk about why we have you on here. It's the sauces and rubs that you like to review. You save us. You either save us money by giving it a, a pan. A lot of people trust your palate, Scott, because you're an expert reviewer. Or you encourage us to spend some money on stuff that maybe we were a little hesitant on. a uh, first thing we're starting with tonight is called the uh, Big Butts Barbecue Sauce. Uh, I'm sorry, Big Butts Barbecue Sauce No Butts flavor.
2: Exactly. And this is Butts spelled B-U-T-Z. Uh, the No Butts uh, comes from the phrase, is it hot? Well, no buts about it. It is. Uh, Because this contains the bucciolokia pepper in it. Now, I really enjoy the flavor of this. Uh, I don't like all of my sauces. Super sweet. But this is a very sweet sauce, but it's also very smooth. And not just consistency on the tongue. The flavor itself is light and smooth and sweet. Uh, It's not heavy and dark like a molasses flavor. Uh, it, it does contain sweetness from high-fructose corn syrup. So if you don't dig that, you might want to s- stay away from it. But then this has a nice sneaky heat on the back end, a little bit of smokiness, but this does wonderfully on things like uh, pulled pork and even hot dogs.
0: Is it? Where's your heat rating? And, you know, I guess gear it more towards the, the non-pepperheads.
2: Non-pepperheads, on a scale of one to five, it would easily rate three, three and a half.
0: Oh, okay. So there's definitely going to be – and it's a, is it a back-end build?
2: Yeah, very much a back-end build. It, it could really sneak up on you.
0: All right. So you want to be maybe a little bit careful as you're eating this. Uh, where are you getting it? Uh, price points and uh,
2: ratings. Okay. You could find this at BigButtsBBQSauce.net, and that's spelled Big B-U-T-Z, BBQ, BBQ sauce dot net. Uh, it comes in a one pint jar, so that'd be what sixteen ounces. Yep. And on the website, there are a, a variety of different packs. You know, a two pack, four pack, etc. You can get a two pack of this for twelve ninety uh, wow. plus shipping. Obviously, I, I would say it's a fairly good deal for that. Uh, it's definitely worth getting, and I would give this maybe a little bit higher than a backyard griller. All right, so So maybe three three and a half stars out of five. Not something that you're going to be finding in the store, though.
0: This is something definitely you want to order online. Order online, yes. All right. uh, Next one is the Spice Exchange Apple Chipotle Grilling and Glazing Sauce.
2: Now, feeling that this is the one you've had before.
0: No, it's not.
2: It's the rub. Oh, you haven't. Okay. Well, anyway, I will go to explain this. It sounds really good. Uh, Apple and chipotle always sound good to me. Yeah, and the strange thing about this, uh, I always taste sauces by themselves. And to me, this is essentially applesauce with cinnamon and a little bit of chipotle powder in it. I mean, there, there are more ingredients, you know, like pectin to kind of uh, jellify it, kind of give it some stickiness. Mm-hmm. But I really love this by itself. So it, it kind of got me Jones into just create my own applesauce. Put some cinnamon in there, chipotle powder. Try it myself. Uh, on food itself, the it really it gets nice and sticky and sweet. It does lose some of its uh, like boldness and power. So if you want something really light, something really sweet, this does a job. And I love this on chicken.
0: It's is it a um,
2: is it a gritty texture or is it smooth all the way? pretty smooth um i, I wouldn't say it, it, it's probably a little bit smoother sauce like uh, a, a, a tiny bit more sticky than regular applesauce would be you know applesauce kind of has that kind of clumpy yes kind of wet uh pulpy texture yep. Th- this is a little bit smoother than that it's a little bit more like a traditional sauce
0: typically i i, I shy away from the apple barbecue sauces and i've had some uh samples where People have asked me to, to review it, and I tell them, look, I'm going to go on the show, and I'm going to pan it. Uh, so if you don't want me to, just let me know, and I won't. And the thing that does it for me is the fact that you, I can see it coming out of the bottle in that pulp state, if, if you will. And for me, that weirds my taste buds out on barbecue sauce because, I mean, I don't mind some uh, some uh, herbs and spices in there when you can kind of kick them around your mouth. But to have that kind of a mouthfeel for this kind of a condiment just doesn't seem to, to do it for me.
2: Well, if it does weird you out now, let me ask you, is it more of the feel on your tongue or is it just the visual? Yeah, I mean, it's,
0: it's, it? it's more what's happening in my mouth. I mean, visual, uh, you know, I'm kind of, you know, 50 50. But once I get in my mouth, I'm like, eh, you know, just it just feels I want it to be applesauce at that point, And then it's not.
2: Well, I, I would say I wouldn't put applesauce directly on any kind of barbecue. I would. uh Spruce it up. But uh, this does get, you know, it thickens up. It gets uh, that nice, uh, I don't want to say caramelization, but it gets yep. sticky on mm-hmm. the meat after it, you know, gets hot. So
0: I, I didn't mind it myself. All right. Uh, where do you get it and what do
2: you rate it? Okay. Uh, the strange thing about this, you could find out information about it at figbros.com. F-I-G-B-R-O-S dot com. Um, and, And I won't get into it. This is a sauce you pretty much have to go to some type of online shop to get. There are probably dozens of places you can find this at. But you pretty much have to Google Spice Exchange Apple Chipotle grilling and glazing sauce to find it. All right, And and typically, you can find it for about eight fifty for a 14.4-ounce uh, jar of it, or a bottle of it, uh-huh. technically. Uh, I'd say it's worth a try. It's a little pricey with shipping, in my opinion. But if you do kind of want to experience that for yourself and you don't feel like uh, creating your own applesauce, cinnamon, chipotle blend, then go ahead and give it a shot. But I would rate this a Backyard Griller.
0: Backyard all right. Uh, and it's called the Spice Exchange Apple Chipotle Grilling and Glazing Sauce, which you can find at figbros.com. Uh, last up is the Suckle Buster's Poochie Mama Barbecue
2: Rub. Excellent stuff. It's one of the best finds that I've uh, come across in uh, many a moon. Uh, I, I just love the fact that it's salty and sweet but not overly powerful not off kilter in either of those categories got a nice spicy back end uh but, but this is terrific on just about everything especially beef it's probably my current favorite thing to put on a grilled burger
0: yeah um it just adds- this rub and there was um uh he, he makes another rub, too, but I'm not going to remember right off the top of my head. But that one was more geared to um, – this one is more geared to uh, beef, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's more savory in nature.
0: Yeah, so the other one was more uh, pork-driven, and there was, uh, like, uh, cumin in there um, and uh, some of you know, the other more traditional pork rub ingredients. And that was really good, but this one was uh, – and this one has been out for a long time. I mean, I don't think people understand that the, the Hoochie Mama Barbecue Suckle Buster's brand, you know, has been out for a handful of years. They won a number of awards um, down at uh, you know all of these food shows. So it's not like this company just kind of formed out of thin air in the last six months. I mean, they've been around. They're tried and true. They have a good uh, barbecue forum as well. That's called the Texas Barbecue Forum, uh, which people can go on to as well. But uh, and, uh, his name is uh, is it Dan or, or Don? I forget. Um, I forget the uh, owner. Dan Arnold. Yeah, Dan Arnold. And his name. Great guy, and makes really great products and other stuff too, like uh, the salsas uh, and, and, and uh, like chili kits and stuff like that. So it, it's really kind of a, a good place to just kind of hang out and, and check out the products.
2: Oh, definitely. And I would say virtually all the products he makes are you know very consistently good across the board.
0: All right. Uh, where can you find it? Uh, price points and how do you
2: rate it? Okay, uh, you can find this at SuckleBusters dot com. It comes in a number of uh, different size containers. For instance, the four ounce shaker bottles five ninety nine. You could buy uh, a one and a half pound container for fifteen ninety nine. That is by far the better deal. If you happen to go through a lot of beef or whatever, you might want to invest in that. And of course, uh, shipping is extra too. Uh, Very good stuff. I would have to give this a top 10 call.
0: Top 10 call, all right. So definitely something you're going to want to check out and potentially pick up. Uh, One last question before I let you go, Scott, and this was uh, coming from, uh, uh, well, it's either Chorkman or Corkman. I'm trying to figure out how he's spelling it. Uh, From the chat room, he wants to know a super hot sauce that you would recommend. I'm guessing he's asking uh, because maybe he doesn't have, like, a, a hot sauce specialty store, but maybe something you could find more readily available.
2: Uh, One that comes to mind is Mike and Diane's Gourmet Kitchen Ring of Fire Sauce. And that's like uh, super hot? Uh, it's uh, moderately hot. They do make an extra hot habanero version, which I love. Uh, the flavor really doesn't change with the heat. Uh, but, but it's good, consistent flavor. It's just uh, garden fresh. It's very garlicky. I mean, I'd love to put it on stuff like pizza. It goes just terrifically with, like, Italian food.
0: Yeah, love to put hot sauce on pizza. Uh, Scott Roberts is running Scott Roberts Web, so give him a look if you are uh, interested in uh, whatever he has going. And he does a number of things, so be sure to check it out again at scottrobertsweb.com. Scott, always appreciate you taking time every month to uh, do sauce and rub reviews, and we'll look for you again next month. Okay, well, thank you very much, Greg. You got it. There he is, Scott Roberts, scottrobertsweb.com. Look, uh, you know, I haven't run video in two weeks, and I can't put my finger definitively on the fact that because I haven't, the sound has been better. Oh, I'm going to try and start to slowly roll back in video and see if I just can't pinpoint some regular guess that might be screwing with my sound. We'll see. Time will tell. You're on notice. Uh, gang, let me talk to you quickly about the barbecue guru. We talked to them last segment. Not familiar with automatic pit temperature control devices? How about this? It's a device that you attach to your particular cooker, and you set it to whatever temperature you want that pit to be at. And through a series of microprocessors and fans, it will sit there and tend your pit temperature all the way through. The guru has your back, as they say. Now, they have the CyberQ Wi-Fi model, so as technology starts to roll out more and more, a lot of people have smartphones. A lot of people have tablets, or netbooks, or laptop computers. All of these things have wireless cards built into them now. So if you are on a Wi-Fi network, or you have the ability to generate the, um, if you have the ability to generate a Wi-Fi signal, this is going to be like your best friend. Now you don't have to get up. Anymore, you don't have to get up anymore out of bed. You keep your phone by you, you keep your laptop computer by you, and you can log on through the internet interface, and then bam, you're like in the guts of the CyberQ Wi-Fi. You can see where your temperature's running at. You can monitor up to three different uh, internal meat temperatures, which is absolutely fantastic. And really, the pricing on all of these things very affordable. Especially, you know, I mean, if you're looking to just have something. Be like the, the pit cruise control. You can go to a, a less expensive model like a party cube. Probably your easiest point of entry, $129. It works for most cookers. And it's $10 more for the ceramic styles. But it runs on AA batteries. It's all self-contained. It couldn't be more portable. Obviously, if you're looking for a cooker, the newly designed Onyx oven is out winning. Obviously, this past weekend it one, you know, they only cook on Onyx ovens. At the Team Barbecue Guru with uh, Barbecue Guru Automatic for Temperature Control Devices. Uh, easiest thing to do, head on over to the website, thebbqguru.com, and then If you have any questions lob bob a phone call or one of the other very knowledgeable staff members 800-288-GURU that's 800-288-GURU they will make sure that you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running out of the box if you have any trouble after the sale they'll help you with the technical assistance as well thebbqguru.com or 800-288-GURU we're going to wrap the show also quick story of awesomeness when we come back Uh, stick around We will be right back.
3: Get in the smoke. Eight seven seven four four eight zero four three three to get on the air. Now here's your host, Greg Rempy.
0: Hard to think I can do this. Welcome back. Got an email on uh, uh, this was uh, just uh, almost a week ago, October or uh, October, August twenty second. John Latuca. Sorry, John, if I'm saying that wrong. Email, hey Greg, I'm that sole listener from Montreal, Canada, that John Latuka dude that sent you a thank you letter after you recommended I take Dave Bosca's class this past winter. This past weekend, I entered my very first event at the Winnipeg Blues and Barbecue Festival, cooked solo, and was grand champion in my rookie debut. It was a grueling marathon. During the night, it was 40 degrees. He got fourth in chicken, third in ribs, second in pork, first in brisket. He FedExed the organizer the cheapest cookers he could find that were light and weight. Thought, thought to himself, um, I thought to myself how to cook on them the weekend before he taught himself. And uh, the event, and flew 2,000 miles with 70 pounds of meat in his luggage. Um, why is he contacting me? Dude, I'm going to the Jack. The win also qualified me for Las Vegas World Barbecue Championships, which, while I will attend the weekend after the Jack, total purse is about three hundred grand. Also qualified for the American Royal Invitational. What? Jigga? What? I mean, that is absolutely fantastic. Um, traveled uh, roughly. So he he wants he wants to tell all of us how fortunate he is to get the opportunity after only one event. Um, and there obviously is some luck involved, but traveled 25,000 miles the last 16 months attempting to learn about barbecue. Visited Kansas City twice, Oklahoma. Uh, he credits uh, some of the shows here on the roundtables and all that stuff. So, uh, John, props to you, brother. Way to go. Way to get it duck. Absolutely fantastic. And uh, actually, I'm, I'm looking to get John on the show to kind of do a, a run in or a lead in to all those events. Quick run through. Got to get out in 20 seconds. Thanks to E. Call Pork Barrel Barbecue. Thanks to Maddie Trudnack, Allison Tripetti, Allie Cole, and Posterity, Bob Trudnack, and then Scott Roberts for all being on the show tonight. If you have raw cast iron, you use it, treat it right, season it after each and every use. A little bit of PAM, a little bit of Crisco maybe. Let it burn back into those grates or cooling down and they'll stay rust free. Also, September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. We'll be back next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And until then, this is your proud host and U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.